Hello and welcome to another episode of Mark My Words, the podcast from Make Your Mark UK. Usually it's me as the business owner, Mark, asking questions of my guests, but today I'm a bit nervous about this. It's role reversal. So I've got a very special guest who's going to be asking me questions today. So let's see how this goes. I do feel a bit nervous. So Kenny, could you introduce yourself, please? Yeah. Thank you, Mark. This is Kenny, and I'm a business intern, business development intern on uh, Make Your Mark. Um, I work with Mark. So on today's episode, he's on the other side of the table. So I'll be asking him a couple of questions, and I hope, yeah, he goes well, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> So, Mark, thanks for coming again. So, we'd like, we'd like you to introduce yourself and tell us what you do. Yes, so I'm Mark Smith. I run Make Your Mark UK, um, which is a training, coaching, consultancy aimed at helping businesses and charities to be better, whatever be better means for them. And I do that through working one-to-one with groups, and also do a lot of sort of training and development sessions as well. Nice to have you here. So um, I would like to ask, what was your mission, you know, at the start of of Make Your Mark UK? Yeah, so um, it's almost been four years since I've been running the business, which is quite scary how time flies. And I guess, you know, Prior to setting up, I'd always worked in full-time salary jobs, usually in the charity sector. Um, I'd also done some work for the Chamber of Commerce for a year as a maternity contract. Um, And through all those roles and and being a member of JCI, the Junior Chamber International, um, I learned lots of different business skills, business approaches, and I love training. And I thought, actually, I wonder if I can put all this together and see what happen so ultimately for me it's about trying to help businesses or charities to to be better to make more of an impact to um so for business it's often how do they make more money or how can they be more efficient and grow and for charities it's often how can they help more people whatever they're doing whether they're working with vulnerable adults or young people or whether they're working in a conservation environment or a learning environment, whatever it is, how can I help them to go up a gear or two? Hmm, that's great. Isn't it nice to impact the society? Absolutely. It makes it worthwhile. It's that for me, it's that job satisfaction. So it doesn't really feel like I'm going to work. It's about it sounds a bit cheesy, I suppose, but it feels like a bit of a even a vocation. I've I've always been into volunteering and seeing how I can give back and help. So um, you know, this is another way of doing it and, and great if I get paid for it too. Yeah, yeah. So what what would you say motivated you um, from the world of being an employee to mm. becoming a self-employed? What, what was the drive? Uh, if I'm honest, a lot of practical reasons. So, um, and circumstances. So, um, a previous charity I worked for for about eight years um, was merging with a, a national charity 
um, because of the funding regime and change and everything. So I was being, I was forced to be in a redundancy situation. So if I'm honest, if that didn't happen, I'd probably still be there now. So as much as that was scary, worrying, all those sort of anxiety feeling about what what's going to happen next, it was probably the push I needed as well. Um, so and so again, circumstances, opportunities through my network, different roles had come up. So I worked at the Chamber of Commerce for a year. That was a full time maternity role. And I was just finishing that um, when an ex colleague messaged me and said, are, are you still working? I was like, well, actually, as of next week, no. And uh, and so where she was working needed some part time short term work. So I went and did that and ended up being there for two and a half years. Um, so I do I do work part time now for a charity a couple of days a week so in a salaried role. And I love that. I love the variety and that enables me to do some other stuff. But I really like um, running my own business, being my own boss as well. And um, and having to build on your networks and connections to really, um, I suppose, see how you can help people and see how you can get that that next piece of work, I suppose. Yeah, thank you. And um, like you said, it's been four. It's going to be four years in October that you've been running. Mm. Um, what? Ha how has the journey been so far? You know, because from that state of redundancy to knowing that you need to help people, how how has the journey been? Yeah, it's um, it's been good. It's been challenging. It's been interesting, um, and. For me, I've always had that um, the part time work in in my back pocket as well. Um, but again, as the years have gone on, I've, I've you know I've, I've reduced those part time hours um, because I really enjoy doing this. And and I think it's about believing in yourself. That's really key. And that's as you know, that's one of the key um, things we try and get across on our business startup course. But having that right mindset, that growth mindset, recognizing it's normal to be scared it's normal to think about what if and but what if it could go right rather than what if it could go wrong so kind of utilizing your networks your connections your support network believing in yourself um taking some time out to think about what are you good at what skills can you offer what qualities have you got because it's so easy the, the things that i do nothing the things that other people do in other industries you forget that it's actually a skill or it's built on experience and you think anyone can do it and actually they can't. So it's kind of owning that and being confident and proud in that, I think. Um, yeah, but it's, and I guess in the back of my mind, there's all those statistics around, you know, a lot of business startups might fail in the first year or two years. So I know at points it felt like the clock was ticking in the back of my head going, have I met this milestone? Have I overcome this hurdle? And then, you know, to be almost, I remember last year when I was about to turn three as a business, that felt massive. And for it to be almost another year on is, is brilliant as well. Wow. Wow. What a journey. Yeah. <laughs> so you say um, you're in the business of helping businesses and charities to be better. Mm. So how would you describe, you know, your experience with your clients how have you impacted this vision in their, their lives, in their businesses? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it's it's ultimately, it's about 
meeting people on a human connection. So rather than coming in as the expert or that you're going to fix stuff or that you've got all the answers, it's actually meeting people on an equal level and trying to understand what is it they want to achieve? What are their fears? What are their worries? Um, but also what are they good at? What, what are the strengths and what is going well and how can they build on that? Um, and I think, you know, whether I'm working on a one to one with somebody or whether it's in a big group, it has to be engaging. It has to be fun. It has to be personable because from a training point of view, there's nothing I hate more. And we've all been on courses like this where you feel like you're just being broadcast to. So it, it might be really helpful content or a seminar or a webinar, but actually you just you're just absorbing information. It's not interactive. And I think for so many people, it needs to push them, help them process it. And it builds confidence when you go, OK, so this is the theory or this is the piece of learning. What does that mean for you? How are you going to take that? How can you apply that in your business or charity? What's stopping you? And seeing very much a strengths based, asset based approach. We've all got it inside us. So it's what can we build on rather than what haven't we got and what don't we know? Mm, nice, nice. And I know in all of these experience, the, there must have been sometimes, you know, where you get rejections and all of that. So you meet people, you meet different people from all walks of life. So how have you been able to handle rejections, acceptance, your celebrations and all of that? Yeah. I guess in terms of winning or not winning work, then what I've learned through fundraising is if you don't ask, you don't get. And mm. you, you are going to get a lot of no's. That's part of the process. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm not sure I go. I know I've had friends that work in call centres before. So literally, if they know they've got to make 20 calls and the 21st person will say yes to the thing they're selling, you know, they literally go, yes, I've got one no. Yes, I've got two no's because they're closer to getting that one no. I'm not quite sure I'm that far um, into it. But um, but yeah, absolutely. And and it's and because it, it doesn't feel like work to me, I genuinely want to help. Um, then if I can't help or if it's not the right time now, that's fine. Um, and I'm also, you know, there has been one or two occasions when I've actually said no to some pieces of work because I thought, actually, this isn't either what I want to do or this isn't within my field, if you see what I mean. And there might be others better place to what, what they're, they're wanting. So it's part and parcel of running your own business or running your own charity. You're going to get some no's but it's just taking it on the chin, keeping that positive growth mindset and also recognising that everyone everyone brings some strength. And even if it's a no, what is the learning you take away from that? So sometimes it's just a not right now rather than a complete no. Mm. And like you always say, challenges are good, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good yeah. questions. Yeah, good questions. Yeah. So um, how has the new world of pandemic affected and how have you thrived in this new world of ours yeah it's uh look it's, it's been horrible horrendous for a lot of people and you know touch wood you know it's not been too bad for me but it has pushed me definitely because you know thinking about back to january 
February, was it even last year, 2020, it feels so long ago now, you know, I, I was already having in the back of my mind things like, how can I, what's all this webinar stuff? How can I look into that? How can I record courses? All that kind of stuff. So it was already there, but but my mind was going, oh, that sounds a bit difficult or I'm not sure how, or I'm focused too much in the here and now. And then of course it happens. And literally overnight, my pipeline for the for the next six months just went. Wow. Um, so not only was that, you know, work for me gone, but also the people I was working for, you know, it suddenly, suddenly it was a pause for them. So it definitely was a bit of taking stock, pausing and thinking about, right, what are we going to do here? But again, going back to some key business principles that, again, we, we cover on the startup programme is that, um, try not to have all your eggs in one basket, whether you're a business and you've got customers, whether you're a charity and you're applying for funding through grant funders or whatever, you know, don't rely on just one egg or, or one opportunity. That's and of right. course, when you're new, that's hard because you've got to build up. So, you know, because I worked like that and, and got that range of options, whilst what a few started to close, um, and, it, and to some extent, it was complete pause for a couple of months. Then it was, OK, so that egg's now been removed. How can I replace that with another one? And yeah. just keeping in contact with people. And um, and sometimes it's about what value can you add? I saw a lot of good examples during the pandemic where businesses, rather than trying to sell stuff, were actually trying to add value or taking the time out to check in with their customers, not because they wanted more sales, but genuinely, how are you? How are your teams? So, you know, I was aware of that. I, I feel like I did some of that, um, but I also did a lot of inward looking. And um, and look, now the norm is to deliver my training on Zoom. And it, oh. it feels strange to yeah. the thought of at what point will we go back face to face. I do miss the uh, lunches and the breakfast <laughs> and all that. It's not the same self-catering, but you know. And, and, I, and I guess the other thing, the good thing is um, thinking about and being grateful for what have we and I learned from the pandemic. So as much as it was really hard, actually it did give me an opportunity to pivot stuff, as they say in Friends, and it mm. did give me the chance to rethink stuff. And, and, and also because I wasn't going away as much, you know, travelling or whatever, it was actually... I had a bit more time to think here, if that makes sense. Mm, yeah, it does. That's interesting, really. And um, considering your connections with charities and businesses, how have you been able to give back to the community? Since that is what your business yes. talks about. Yes. So so ultimately what I do is a business model. It, it's, a, it's a service and, and people buy that. But it is really important for me to give back. So personally, I do a lot of things um, outside of my work and job. I volunteer for a number of organisations. I'm a charity trustee for two charities. I'm a helpline volunteer. So I do several hours each week to listen to people in, in crisis or emo who need emotional support. But through the business, um, ever since I started, I always um, have a charity the year. So and that's an open process that good causes can apply to, to be considered. Um, 
and I basically give my time. So, you know, I, I do a little bit of fundraising, I give a little bit of money away, but I don't get, I can't give loads away. Um, so I, when I'm, when I choose a charity of the year, um, there's a couple of us that form that panel to go through the applications. But what I'm looking for is how can I be most impactful for that organization or that charity? And how does it, what they do, their cause, the beneficiaries that they help, how does that resonate with me? So um, I've not really thought about it before, but looking back over the last um, four years and the current one, they've all been service delivery charities helping vulnerable adults or, or young people in that sense. Now I'm not saying that I wouldn't support or have a charity of the year that's maybe a conservation charity or a animal welfare charity or whatever, um, but my background, my experience, my heart is in that service delivery, giving people advice, help, emotional support, signposting, advocacy, whatever it is when they need it the most. Um, so for my current charity, I've been doing stuff around, I've done some workshops for their trustees, I've helped um, just do a bit of bit of a critical friend really when issues have come up and, and they've asked me Mark what do you think on this about this um I've done a couple of policies or shared some policy documents and some stuff around risk that I've done with other um clients before as a template that they can use um I've done stuff around designing um layout for a corporate flyer for example to get help get them supporters um yeah that kind of thing so it's about the bit of time or the little bit of money i can give how how will it be most impactful so i tend to prefer smaller charities yeah yeah that's that must be very very fulfilling for you really and um i want to bring it back to you what motivates you <laughs> yeah yeah i think i think i kind of mentioned before about job satisfaction is a big one for me um you know there are industries that i would absolutely hate to work in and, and no disrespect to them and i don't even want to mention any now but you know like almost like um just because it doesn't float my boat I, I i need to enjoy what i'm doing i need to feel like i'm making a difference and i ultimately i love the variety that's the other thing that i've learned over the last few years to run in my own business so i've been really lucky that the part-time jobs i've had paid employment have generally been quite flexible. So I really like that variety. I, I don't like being stuck in an office nine to five doing the same thing Monday to Friday. I can be in an office, but then mix it up a bit, you know, yeah. with different tasks. Um, so that motivates me. And, and I think opportunity to meet new people, make those connections, hear people's stories and journeys and see where you've taken them on a journey as well so whether it's doing one-to-one -one coaching even whether again going back to the startup of course that's over three days so seeing people from day one nervous thinking oh i've only i don't even know if i've got a business idea and then by day three they're flourishing they've got loads of plans they're motivated and they believe in themselves that's that's golden for me i love that i love that and, and i love it when people come back a few weeks later, a couple of months later, and say, Mark, I'm doing this now, or I see them at networking, and I hear them confidently talk about what they're doing. It's such a buzz, absolutely. Well, and, and I think that contributes 
to what I'm going to ask you now, like saying, what has, what do you think, how do you think you can measure the success of, of, of your business right now? Like how far? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, you know, um, there's obvious things, isn't there? There's about in terms of revenue and growth. So, you know, I'm really pleased that even in the pandemic year, year on year, revenues grown um which is brilliant and then this current year is looking at to be the best year so to continue that pattern which is good but but for me it, it's stuff around customer satisfaction and and that can sound a bit cheesy and a bit like corporate and a bit labelly but it's actually you know one of my values is is being remarkable i, I don't want to just deliver a service or deliver a um, a piece of work. I want people to be delighted by it, to, you know, really think that they've got their the value added from it, if that makes sense. Um, so that's the key one for me. And also, you know, repeat business, it just shows. There are some clients that I just do one-offs um, because that's what they needed. But even if they don't come back a bit later, I often get referrals from them. So that, again, demonstrates that, that good value. So I think, yeah, it kind of, so being flexible, being going, it sounds again cheesy, going, going that extra mile, um, but really deliver. So not just seeing it as a piece of work or a project, but actually live and breathing it and really adding value, I think. Does that answer that question? Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and it still brings me back to, you know, you telling us, apart from being remarkable, what other values drives this business? Yeah. Yes. So, um, so my other two values are fun and being authentic. Um, so fun, you know, I am a bit cheeky. I've got a bit of a weird sense of humor sometimes, but again, you know, I think you need that. You need to be approachable. You need to make it fun because otherwise people aren't going to engage in your training or they're not going to be motivated to work with you. So that's really important. And that makes you human as well. And then that authenticity, that bringing your authentic self, being human, again, is really important. Um, and, you know, I've, I've worked with other organisations doing their values before. And when it was just me, it felt a bit weird to do that. But I was like, no, it's important because it's not as a it's not a marketing tool. But, you know, as Make Your Mark grows even more, then almost like, what is that core essence? Because believe it or not, people like me <laughs> and they buy from me yes. and, and they like my style. So, and as you know, when I was recruiting um, you in terms of the intern, I recruited on values as well. So, oh. and you know, I, and I've said that to you before that, that what you bring and what you show up is really in keeping with those values. And that's important because yeah. it's that, again, that authenticity, it's being, um, approachable it's being calm it's a brand isn't just about a logo it's about a, a way of being if that makes sense yeah yeah it does really it does because I've experienced it with you and um, it brings me to ask you you know it's fun all work and no play so how do you have fun I mean personally <laughs> yes yes um so well, some people would say that's not fun, Mark, but I, I get a lot of value from the volunteering I do as well, even the helpline stuff, because it feels a privilege to to be in that role, to to have that listening ear, to hear about some of the difficult stuff people are going through. Um, but, you know, I, 
early in the year, I took up swimming again. So I'd try and go swimming two or three times a week. That really helps both with physical activity, but also clear the mind. Um, I like walking my dog, um, not on day like today because it's wet. Um, but yeah, and I often listen to podcasts when I'm walking the dog. So that's really good. Seeing friends and you know, I've recently had a, um, two lots of time off, which is great. And then it's like, oh, no, I've got to catch up. Um, so yeah, and watching TV, you know, binge, binge and um, watching Netflix and all that kind of stuff. So my latest thing is Homeland on Netflix is about eight seasons. I'm on about oh. three, three or four seasons in. So yeah, I quite like crime and, you know, drama and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, but like I say, volunteering is, is really key for me. Oh. And, and the thing I love about volunteering is that you can try different things out as well. So not so much in recent years, but before the pandemic, Sheffield's hosted quite a few one-off big events from music events to sporting events. So um, a few years ago, I volunteered when it was a Special Olympics for a week as event services manager, which is really cool. Um, you know, I've, I've done one-off volunteering at big music festivals before. That was a few years ago. Tram lines, things like that. So, um, yeah, it's really good to be in a city where there's so much opportunity and so much stuff going on. Yeah, that, that's really great. And I'm sure you do all those movies with a cup of coffee because I know <laughs> you love coffee. Yes. yes. Cup of tea, cup of tea mainly. Yeah. Tea, okay. <laughs> so um, just to wrap up, I, I just want to ask, what are your goals, your future goals? And I'll also like you to just advise businesses and charities in few words. Wow. Um, so I guess for the business, again, it's continuing that growth as well or, and maintaining that. And I'm sure there'll they'll come a point when it plateaus, if that's the right word. Um, oh. and, and there'll come a point when I have to go, right. So in order to keep growing, what do I need for that? And, and like, I really value your time in, in terms of um, being an intern as well. That's been great to bring some fresh eyes, some extra capacity, you know, and who knows what, what will happen there. Um, I think sometimes again, it's practicing what I preach, you know, I don't oh. always totally practice what I preach. So I, and I know it's important, but for example, re again, recently doing the, the business startup, I was thinking, yeah, I, I could do with spending some more time on refreshing my business plan and strategy. So I need to put my money where my mouth is. I know yeah. it's important, but it's so easy to work in the business and not take a step out and work on the business. So leading on to your last point, I think that would be my um, recommendation. Really think about how much time are you spending working in the business, delivering the product or service that you do? And are you regularly taking a step out um, to work on it, seeing it from a higher level? And how can you bring in fresh eyes? So, you know, not everyone will have the opportunity to, to bring in an intern, but whether it's coaching, whether it's sort of um, sort of uh, pulling some small groups together, and that's something that we've talked about looking at to be a bit of a critical friend, you know, um, to be accountable um, to yourself, to set those goals, and ultimately to believe in yourself and always think, oh, well, what is the worst that can happen? And what if, what if it it skyrocketed? What if this is your time? So just really go for it. 
Yeah, yeah. It's been an interesting session with you. And trust <laughs> me, okay. yes, yes. We, looking at you, you know, we want to learn. We want to observe and know how you're doing it. And I know that you're impacting charities and businesses in your own way with style, enjoying what you're doing, having fun with it and, and all of that. So thank you for coming on this episode of Make Your Mark. And um, thank you. I know that um, it's going to be a, a great future for, for Make Your Mark. Yeah, thank Brilliant. you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.